Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. It's Jay, back in the seat as well as F. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Why you looking at me like that, dog? I don't know. You acting like a changed man. No, man. I, had to, I was writing something. Man. Oh, okay. Great. You know, um, first of, first and foremost, I want to get my words of advice out there. Um, wow. Hold on now. No, 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 no. Look, I got to get this in the beginning. Because oh. some people get to the end and don't, don't abide by what I'm trying to say. But I got to get this out from the jump. Oh, okay, okay. Words of advice. Don't be worried about B and C when you haven't taken care of A. Focus on A before you try to get to B and C. Because if A doesn't work, B and C become unnecessary. So tell me a little bit about this intro. Okay, okay. Uh, so your words of advice are out of the way, right? I got more. I just need. I just needed that off off real. <laughs> I needed that off real. They ain't come here for all that. No. Just, no, no, they no. want to hear us talk about bullshit. Hey, hey you get what I deliver. <laughs> wow. Well, I chose the intro because you know. Missed calls from porn stars. That's complicated. <laughs> it's, 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 That's complicated. Hey, I'm just saying. Uh, Say if a porn star hits you with that you up text and you not up. <laughs> hey, that's that that hurts though. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it hurts though. From a personal experience. Golly. No, but seriously, on a serious note, um, it ain't, it's not even the lyrics that made me choose choose the um the intro. It's it's the it's the fact that Wale has an album out that. To me, didn't really catch wind how it should have, in my opinion, based on the quality of it. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a great what five or six songs. I think it's, it's. I'm not gonna say it's just as good as uh the weekend's uh Dear Melancholy or whatever, but depends on what you want. Different strokes for different folks. Um, and it just, it just brought me into the mind of like lately, like the last couple of albums I've been listening to, I've been going back and forth between the Logic, the Rich Homie Quan. The Wale and you know now inserted the weekend and I would say the weekend would is not necessarily overhyped but it definitely has that overhyped machine behind it to to the point where it's just like damn like is it to the point where people aren't making the decisions for themselves anymore to actually find good quality music because there's a lot of people if I tell them you know about this Wale album like they they wouldn't make he dropped the album you know what I'm saying so it's like the focus of today's show is it, it's driven by the fact that I felt like the fact that his mixtape wasn't overhyped, then a lot of people didn't hear it. So, like I told you off air, we, I really want to focus on the three O's. Okay. Which is, um, I think, is important in this generation because I come across, I can't say I come across these things a lot, but these topics are always floating or they're always like the backbone of a conversation you never really realize, which is overhyped overthinking and orgasms 
okay. think it doesn't get any simpler than that. I mean, if you if you know those three things, then you probably know what what direction the show is going in. Uh, you may not know the last one that well, ladies, but it is what it is. So I'm gonna let you choose, <laughs> I'm gonna let you choose which one you would want to start with. Let's start with the overhype. Okay, Let's start with the overhype. Yeah, I'm already talking about it in um, music in general. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and um, we were talking about God's plan and diplomatic immunity, like we talked about on the show not too long ago. And I was like, "That's a prime example of overhype." I feel I don't like know. I, f- I fucked that God's plan. Too. No, 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 no. Let me stop you though. Okay. Let me stop okay. you though. Okay. My when, my when, now God's plan is a solid song, but we live in a day and age, obviously, where the social media is this machine that we have never seen before. And I'm listening to God's plan. I'm listening to diplomatic community, and you, we, we, we enjoy God's plan. Diplomatic community obviously was forgotten. Don't even remember the lyrics. No. Uh, but, but God's plan is a solid song, and with with the radio being a part of the hype machine that we have now too, um, they play that motherfucker a lot. They oh, definitely like. I think they play that motherfucker to the point where it's like. You know there's no choice but for you to actually enjoy it. Eventually. I mean, even with that Maybach song that Beyonce then put out. What's that song oh, called? Yeah, Top Off. Yeah, Top Off. I mean, I, I, I still really don't enjoy that song like that. But, I mean, you hear it so much because of that machine that's driving it. And if and, and it I has that cadence that you just get... Get the, you, that you've become used to over the years. Exactly, with the repetitive, with the repetitive um, hook, and you know the lyrics that you probably can't relate to, but you enjoy because they're your favorite celebrities. Right. Um, and my, my my point is, I was thinking up, I was sitting there thinking about what if this overhype, due to the fact of social media's presence in our world today, was as big as it was when Get Rich or Die Trying dropped. I'm just trying to figure out how many records that boy would have sold. Oh, he would have moved numbers. Cause he damn he damn near went diamond, if I'm not mistaken, in a matter of you know a couple of years. So I'm just thinking in 2002, if the social media hype machine was relevant, I can only imagine the type of numbers that 50 would have did. I can only imagine the type of numbers that the Black Album would have done when Jay Z announced his retirement. It's like, I know these are hypotheticals, but I just sit her thinking like, damn, like when you really think about it, it's almost like the music coming out today needs that overhype in order for you to enjoy it. But the music that came out 15, 20 years ago, they they were word of mouth. But, but also with that overhype, you'll have people like that drop the surprise albums. But that, at that the point weekend. in time, and yeah, you've you've built that name, of course. Like like Beyonce dropped the surprise album, nobody was expecting, but it was Beyonce. So. But what amplified it? Oh, the they're able to get it out there on social media. Exactly. Like, shit, y'all know Beyonce just dropped. Because oh, you ain't shit, walking you to Target and you walk into Target or a Best Buy like, damn, Beyonce got an album. Yeah, what this news, this old, you're bro. Right, you're right. You know how many? You know how long it would take you to to for word of mouth to to push that? It'll take at least two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like it, probably longer than that. Yeah. Off, uh, nah. Back I mean, then, if you, if were, you go into Target, you, you might stores. see it. You were yeah. going to stores to get albums back yeah. then. And if you just happen to walk in and you see this new Beyonce or new Jay Z album or posters all over the place, maybe which is which is that you don't even really see posters anymore, bro. Posters and flyers, there's no need for that. 
the digital medium has taken over so much to the point where you can reach a million a million people by clicks. And that's crazy. That's simple. And and then they basically they force you to have a positive outlook on it. Cause it's like, I don't like you said, God's plan is cool. People forgot about diplomatic immunity. But that's because of the power of social media. Social media made you pay attention to what was relevant and what was what was more what was more beneficial to your your listening pleasure. And like we always say, if you don't like it, you hating. If you like it too much, you dick riding. There's no room in society anymore for your own opinion. Of course not. Especially when social media has already formed the opinion for you. Yeah. yeah and that's insane. This, this thing is slaps hard as fuck, regardless of what you say. Regardless of and what you say. And if you come out there and give your honest opinion, regardless of what your music aptitude is, no, it doesn't count. Because you're not, you're not with the popular consensus. You know? And I just imagine, I mean, when we talk about overhype, I only imagine how successful Black Panther would have been, no matter, same cast, same everything, if it came out five years ago. You know, social media was, was popping then, but it's not as powerful as it is today. Yeah. You know, if I'm not mistaken, Facebook and Instagram have, uh, I want to say, 100 million users or some shit like that, probably even more. What, and I'm talking about America. What's crazy and something that I see, like on Twitter, People would be like, hey, I ran into this girl at spring break. You know, we I, I didn't get her information or anything. Craigslist Twi- too. Twitter, do your thing. And they will find these people and that be like, this crazy. is who she is. This is who this guy is. They will find these people. And it's crazy going down the thread because I don't give a fuck about these people. So I just can't just keep, keep on flipping through. But of course. if you look at the thread, people be like, oh, is it this person? Is it this person? No, I know this person. Like, they will find them. And it seems like in a matter of five hours. I also bring that up because we were having a conversation the other day, and I remember when somebody I don't I don't know what was said. No, the conversation was private, but something was said along the lines of somebody basically clinically diagnosing someone, and I just feel like that shows you how far we have gotten as far as like people just people get all this information from Facebook psychologists, Instagram relationship gurus, and all this shit, and then. They feel like they just did a fast track to get, you know, oh, I don't, I don't need the DSM four anymore or the DSM five, wherever they are now. I can clinically diagnose you with, with um, bipolar disorder or depression just based off some shit that some, some, some fake doctor told me on social media. Right. You know, somebody with an opinion, and I'm like, to me, that's that is social media's power. Social media's power basically lets you believe that. Because this person has such a huge following, basically overhyping his this his or whore. I say his or whore. His or whore. His oh, overhyping his, his whore. Wow. What? His you or her. Up. His or her persona is amplified by social media. So therefore, whatever they say is right. It's like hold on now. This nigga, he's probably the same. You know, in the same you know place in life that I am. But he has a K behind his following, so therefore his opinion is right. Right. No, you're overhyping his opinion due to his popularity. You know, and that's that's why people out here think that they're psychologists with no degrees. And that's why you like when they do the the whole the purges, and it's like, oh shit, this nigga uh, had fifteen thousand followers. They did a purge. He dropped down to three. That I forgot about that. What was it two years ago? Uh was it about two years ago they yeah. did a purge? Yeah, that was that was interesting. 
That was interesting. That yeah. was because people had fake followers? Or? They had fake followers, those fake accounts, or just accounts people started and didn't maintain. They, you know, went through and cleaned that shit up. Ah, okay. okay. Which Has I think Facebook that, ever done I, that? I think that's something that's super necessary. I think Facebook hasn't. It'd be nice if they did, because this is... A lot of clutter, huh? There's a lot of clutter, a lot of dead people. That's I just know. out there. Floating around. Floating around. That's, that's creepy. It's very creepy. I just thought about somebody that I know for a fact is... Passed away and they still have a, a IG for sure. And then and then it's like, oh, you and such have been friends for this long. He's like, well, damn, such has been dead for this long. I know. And I think what Pilot keeps it, what, what Pilot keeps it popping is because people still comment on their pictures, like I miss you and stuff. Yeah, people will go to their page and say that I miss yeah, you. That's you know. sad. Damn. What the hell's wrong with this world? <laughs> that you go to their page and say I miss you, and I'm not instead as opposed to going and sitting by their grave sightings. I'm just. The mourning process to me is something I've never really been good with. So, either way, it's just sad. It's just sad to think about. I think the thing about the mourning process is, I don't know how. It's like, you know, I see what what I see on TV and I see what other people go through. But as far as as my feelings towards the mourning process, I don't know how to mourn something. I don't know. You know, like, like I'll, you know, I'll have these memories of of this person. It's like, damn, you know, I remember we did this, this, and this, and this. And, you know, that, that lingers for a little bit, but I, but I guess I've never been in a situation where I've had to miss, you know, uh, somebody that, you know, I couldn't reach out and try to patch things up with. Like, you know, they're, they've left this world and, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. I haven't had that situation happen, you know. Damn. That's a good thing and a bad thing, I guess, because if you're dealing with somebody like on an intimate level and they happen to lose somebody, you're going to have to figure out how to mourn with them because they don't want, you don't want to sit there and look like you have no feelings or emotions, but it's just going to be like, well, I've never really lost anybody like that. I don't know how to help you. Yeah. You know, that's, that sucks. And that that gets me to thinking about how we always, I could also say this is overhyped. Pretending not to have feelings is definitely overhyped by social media as well. Mm -hmm. People thinking that it's cool to be heartless and shit. Um, I had sent you that thing today about um, basically I said it was going to be a topic about how it's it's fucked up how you can make one mistake with a person and then they'll drop you and and I, and in the comment section of that of that meme it was just funny to me how many you know this was directed at women obviously and how many women were co-signing like you know shit you mess up with me one time uh, you know kick rocks you know you step it up soldier and it's just like hold on now this is it's going to be easy for me to do this, but this is overthinking at its finest because mm-hmm. it's almost like, because one of the things that an overthinker does is they, they tend to want to be perfectionist. They, they tend to want to predict the future. Yeah. And if you think that a person making one mistake is going to shield you from heartbreak, you, you gotta, you gotta, you're in for a rude awakening because it was a lot of people co-signing that post and it just made me sad. Cause it was like, why the fuck would you want to, why the fuck would you be happy about telling somebody if they mess up one time, they got to move around? Like, that's not a good feeling to know that when you're dealing with somebody, you're basically walking on eggshells. Like, that's, oh, yeah. ma- that's manipulation at its finest. That you're expected to be perfect. That yeah. You can't, that you basically can't be human. Yeah, that's and they've crazy. Given you, and they've given you this list of, of don'ts, basically. Yeah, yeah. I imagine them, a lot of those people that were, were, were co-signing that were pretty single. Very, very single. Which is, you know... Which in, in this generation to me is fine because I really, really believe that we are living in an era to where I used to always say to find true love is like winning the lotto. But I also feel like right now 
to find somebody that is mentally on the same landscape as you as far as wanting a serious relationship, I think that's like literally going like a needle in the haystack. Like yeah. real talk. Like, and I mean like a needle in the haystack for real. Like I, I have a, a couple of homegirls that have just recently, you know, found a guy and they're, you know, in the direction of making good, you know, it, it feels good. It's the newness of the relationship. And it's like, all you can do is constantly pick each other's brains and just make sure that y'all are still on the same, you know, vibe, the same, you know, mental, mental mind frame, because people have a tendency to change day in and day out just because we live in a, we live in a society where people are constantly learning new things. Mm-hmm. And because of the, the open internet, you're like, there, there is nothing that you can't learn, you know? So when you're dealing with somebody and then three or four months down the line, shit, you might be dealing with somebody that just finds out about Zodiacs. <laughs> and then you'd be like, well, shit, I'm fucking with you. I'm an Aries. You a Capricorn. I heard we don't really make a good mix. <laughs> Relationship could be going perfect. But guess what they're going to do? They're going to sabotage it. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's another topic that I wanted to bring in because I just started reading this book about, it's called Resisting Happiness. And um, I think it's, it's, I think it's titled Stop Resisting Happiness. I grabbed it because the subtitle was dope. It basically it had something in there about self, self-sabotage. And I never realized how on a daily basis, overthinkers, perfectionists, they self-sabotage all the time. Like to procrastinate is self-sabotage. Oh, yeah. And I, I never thought about it like that because I'm like, self-sabotage. I'm thinking self-sabotage. You're cutting yourself or, you know, self-sabotage is literally... Thinking yourself into a rut. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that to yourself? If you're like you said at the beginning, if you're trying to get from from A to B to C or whatever, you have to have a positive outlook on from A to B to C. You can't be at A worried about C when you ain't even conquered B yet because that worry is only going to cause self sabotage. Can you relate to self sabotage in any way, sir? Because you procrastinate, don't you? Um, as a human being, we always procrastinate. But have I, you mastered the? I, I've I've actually gotten I've seeked help on procrastination. I've <laughs> I'm it was almost, that bad. I've almost mastered the art of procrastination because <laughs> at my oh, job my. at my job I can look at an assignment that I get and be like, okay, it's gonna take me this long to get it done, and I'll say I have this much time. So I would, it's like a you do it on the front end get it out the way and already have it done or B you wait until let's say I say it's going to take me three days to get this done. I wait till the last three days to do it. And then something pops up and it's like, Oh shit, this is going to take me longer than three days to do. Gotcha. So I, I, I self-sabotage myself like that often. Cause I look at, Oh yeah, this is gonna, not going to take me, you know, but this long to do. And instead of going ahead and knocking it out, I just push it to the back. Oh, it's not going to take long. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Damn. That's a, that, I, I used to be so bad at that because I really literally always used to think that I had so much time in a day until I realized that most people are only up for like 14 hours in a day. Eight of those hours are probably called for by some shit that you really got to do. And then when it comes to like doing the other shit, I mean, if you work an eight to five job and you work up at seven, between seven and eight, your full focus is on getting ready for work and going to work. So technically, you've already devoted that time to work as well. You might you might be working an eight hour shift, but you have an hour at the front end and an hour on the back end of you getting dressed and getting to work, 
or B, getting home and getting undressed from work. That's so awful. of those, what would you say, 14, 16 hours? Yeah. That go 10. That whole 10. Gone. Gone. And then you get home at 5. Thank God for daylight saving times. Uh, well, I guess not Arizona. but Shout uh, out to Arizona, though. Shout out to Arizona. Uh, daylight uh, daylight saving time is, is pretty clutch, though, right now. Because, like, you have that daylight, so it makes you really feel like you have more time. But you get off at 5. And let's just say you're a person that's old like me. You want to take, go home and take a nap. And then you go home take a nap. You got to get up and cook or whatever. But at the same time, between 5 and 5.30, you're probably driving home. So you really have between 5.30 and before the sun goes down, you probably have like two hours. So mm-hmm. between 5.30 and 7.30, 8 o'clock-ish, those two hours, this is two hours <laughs> that you have for yourself. Because, I mean, if you're a responsible person, you're probably going to bed at a responsible time, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. So, damn, I'm just, like, I just had an epiphany. Like, you really only have like four hours to yourself. So procrastination shouldn't even be an option. You don't have time you don't to procrastinate. You don't have time to procrastinate. And you have to convince yourself that. If you can, I used to be convinced that I had all the time in the world until I realized that I don't. Mm-hmm. Four hours ain't shit. That's 60 minutes four times. That ain't shit. I'm just saying. Four times. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Bro, you got, I mean, you know, going, if going to the gym or something or, or cooking is something that you need to set aside, I mean, you got to. 45 minutes to an hour and a half. That's for yourself, though, which is cool. But, damn, like, then now you got to take a shower. And, oh, man, it sucks. You don't have that much time. And then it's like, okay, uh, do I want eight hours of sleep? If I'm trying to get eight hours of sleep, I can't do some of these things. And it's just crazy how demanding the day is. The day is very demanding. That's why you you start getting to the point where you're, uh, you start getting to the point where you're trying to how do I say this? What is it they say? So they women do real good dual tasking or multitasking or whatever, which oh. we're not. I know exactly. The, no human is supposed to multitask. There's been numerous studies on this that society, especially we live in a society we live in today where equality is a big thing. Everybody needs to understand this. The ideal of multitasking is almost like self-sabotage as well, because you're not giving your 100% effort into something that you should be focused on. Like, it's just so much better to focus on one thing and get it done. The minute you start multitasking, you're taking away from the quality of something. And that sucks. Yeah. We we tend to get into this mindset of, oh, I'm good at multitasking. No, you're not. <laughs> you're you're good, good at doing stuff bad. You're good at doing stuff bad and finishing or shit. Or mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, you're good at finishing shit. Mediocrity, the conclusion, that that's the conclusion. Mediocrity. Yeah, you get to a conclusion, but mediocrity was what it was. You know, like you 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 want to go somewhere and practice on something, and you're let me practice on my jump rope and in my fencing, and then you try to intertwine it within an hour. Hey, maybe you should just set aside an hour each day to focus on that one thing for an hour. That way, it may take you longer to get there, but guess what? The quality of your fencing and the quality of your jump roping is going to be so much better. So much better if you focus a whole hour to it rather than intervals of twenty five minutes. Just saying. You said hey, a lot. You said a lot. I said a lot, did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was off last week. Oh, oh I was so off. You, you yeah. came in jumping wet. Yeah, you know, you know. No fatigue. No fatigue at That's all. Cool. Like James Harden them today. Good lord, was that an April Fool's joke? It's one of those I don't care games. It clearly, clearly, it's like whatever. We got How do you this. feel about April Fools? By the way, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's not as bad as. Wait, hold on. <laughs> 
I think it's worse than Valentine's Day in my in my perspective. Whoa! Yeah, it's worse than Valentine's Day. What? How did you come to that conclusion? Because it's just it's just dumb to me. Because it's, it's it's just corny ass pranks, and and everybody thinks uh-huh. that shit is funny, and the shit's not fucking funny. Uh-huh. It just annoys the <laughs> fuck out of me. Wow! You sound like you. Been, oh, tell me what in April Fool's Day uh, pranks or no? Were you it, it, not, no, I haven't been. I haven't been. I mean, I've been pranked, but nothing that you know has really like hurt my feelings or shit like that. But you know, at the same time, I just think it's dumb. Good lord, it's like the frustration! I, like right it's here. just so dumb. And then my homeboy, um, he tweeted this earlier. And okay, I, was it April Fool's joke? No, it wasn't it. Goddamn oh. April Fool's. Okay, joke. just checking, man. Let me pull it up. Uh, happy Easter said, to everybody out there. He by said. The way. He said, people should take the caution with which they read things on the internet on April Fool's Day and apply that to every day. Oh, like, so that's more words of advice for us. God. I'm rule. just saying, like, you know, today you, you're, you're extra cautious and extra skeptical about everything you see. So you should do that any day. But see, now, now I, I fucks with that, but to a degree. Because I think that's, that's another thing that I can probably put in that overhype or overthinking category. Just based off the fact that niggas are stupid. And they get to the point where they start being too skeptical. And then they turn into these retarded conspiracy theories that we have out there today. Yeah. I don't mean to knock the flat earthers. But <laughs> I just kind of feel like they just so skeptical that they really not thinking anymore. They just want to question everything. That's why I love the, what I, it was this uh, Banksy um, very simple art. He spray painted on a, um, on a wall, question everything. And then underneath question everything was why. <laughs> hey, you know, makes sense. Makes sense. So it's like, but then again, you don't want to get too crazy. Like you know, you know, we hear we we know you know about the Doomsday phone voicemail, right? Mm-mm. Shout out the Noise Pollution Podcast, by the way. There, you didn't hear about the Doomsday voicemail? No. Oh man, I am weird. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, wow, there was a Doomsday voicemail that went out. I want to say two weeks ago, and uh, this guy named Ty, um, I'm not sure if he posted the transcript or he posted the actual voicemail on his Twitter, um, but I don't know if, if people probably thought this was a joke, but because I saw this on Instagram too, but the guy, Ty, posted the transcript, I believe, that was a, was a, 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 a he got a voicemail. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a voicemail, and it sounded like a Siri, like Siri left a voicemail, all right, and basically, it was, I want to say... You know, what do they call this phonetic alphabet or whatever one? It's like they say um, alpha, you know, alpha, mega. What is I that know called? what you're talking about. Yeah, I have yeah, no I idea that's what it's called. Military though. or whatever. So basically, the, the, the doomsday voicemail that was left, um, it, it predicted the end of the world was, I think, 4-18-18. So basically, a couple of weeks, the world is going to end based off this voicemail. It went The voicemail went deeper than that. The voicemail actually basically says some shit like, they're coming protect yourselves March I mean uh, April 18th 2018 he posted the thread on his on his Twitter and I believe somebody from uh, the, the what is it the Department of Defense or whatever said remove this remove this now like this is it's illegal to and they, and they post it like a uh, like a chapter or whatever it's illegal oh kind of like this. when when they've shut down a website or something yeah prior, they have the and his thing. website his, his shit got his shit either he either deleted or got shut down um, and I saw it on Instagram, and everybody's just laughing. But I'm like, this is <laughs> ain't none of y'all scared. Ain't funny, like, like I'm not saying be scared. The world gonna end, but this dude, you know, might be in trouble for like 
posted this shit and now it's going viral and you might get this guy in trouble and he was just concerned like he to me it seemed like genuine concern yeah but like hey anybody else see this <laughs> yeah has anybody else got this type of voicemail before and um yeah, so that, that's my thing on the overthinking yourself into being a conspiracy theorist. Like, I look at it, and I'm kind of like, eh, the guy seemed genuinely concerned, but I'm not going to overthink myself into thinking that in two weeks the world is going to end. Come on now. You know, I just, we, how many times the world was supposed to end since 2000? Come on. World was supposed to end, what, 12, 12? December 12, 2012. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like we're overdue. We're overdue. Or was it December 21st, 2000? Either way. It, it we're was still on my here. birthday. I remember. I was like, shit, I don't know. I'm still going to turn up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Last, <laughs> last day on earth. Last day on earth. Gonna get it in. On my birthday? On my B day? I ain't missing. What? I ain't missing no phone Nothing. calls from the four stars. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not happening. Not today. <laughs> shit. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Cautious. <laughs> ready. Skeptical of everything. But no, nah, but. um. Seriously though, um, overthinkers tend to try to be like psychics too. They have a bad tendency to try to predict the future. They def- they definitely or or they'll or they leverage highly on the past. Ooh. I know that this is going to happen because this has happened before, and people don't change. Which is not always true. People change drastically all the time. People change from minute to minute. Yeah, it's just that it's, it's so gradual. Sometimes you don't notice it, or it's, it's the type of change that you don't recognize because that's not the change you want. And even even. I look on Facebook and I'll say, oh, remember this from five years ago? And you'll look at your statuses and you'll be like, no, I was depressed or I was heartbroken or, or something like that. And it's like, I don't, you know, I don't even feel that way anymore. You know, and like, and like even with that, that was like a, a, a point in time. Like at that minute of that second of that day, you felt that way. Now at this minute of this second of this day, I don't feel like that anymore. Like like things change over time. Like that heartbreak that you thought you'd never get over, you out here striving. Your heart been broken twice over. Ooh, just sad. Like like you know you you invest so much into some people and into some things. Like you know you lost that job. It's like man, I'll never get a job as good as that one. You out here popping, B. You out here popping, B. Can't say that for everybody though. You can't say that. (laughs) Some people have definitely took some steps back. Wait till we get into my part three of words of advice. Damn. Putting that on ice. Put okay. That on, I'm putting that advice on ice. Okay. Um, I would say depression is overhyped too. Oh, yeah. I think I think it's used very loosely. I don't know if overhyped is the right word, but overthinking can lead to depression, obviously. But then again, I still think that depression, I see it so much, and I'm hearing people throw that word out there like, dude, depression is something that is definitely clinically diagnosed. You, nigga, you just out here sad as fuck. You out here sad as fuck. You waiting for something good to happen. Yeah, you're just disappointed in life right now. Expectations are always going to bring about you being mad, mad at the world because you expected something and you didn't get it. That is the reality of life. Get over it. You're not depressed. Say get over it, nigga. You're gonna be okay. Because when you get depressed, nigga, there not, not that not only are you gonna go through these mental changes, nigga. Physical changes are gonna take place too. Depression is not a simple thing. It's not, and it ain't. You know, I'm not gonna be able to tell you just get over it, nigga. We gonna have to check you in somewhere, or I mean, I, I want to say antidepressants are a, a, a something that they do <laughs> prescribe to people. And if you ain't at that point, I just don't really feel that you need to be out here talking about you're depressed. You're probably just, you're probably just fucking pissed off. That's it. Go punch a, go punch a bag or something. Go get some smacks. Like, like there, there are so many levels to, to depression that that you just can't sit there and say. Oh, that person's depressed. Like by by stalking their 
their social media posts. Like, you know, you really need to spend some time with this person to know that they're depressed. Like, somebody is like, oh, what'd you do yesterday? Oh, I went home and I went to bed. Oh, you must be depressed. What the fuck? No, motherfucker, I'm tired. <laughs> I was tired. You didn't know that the previous two nights I only slept three hours each night. You didn't know that. You're just assuming because I came home and went straight to bed today that I'm depressed. No, I'm tired. I can't be tired and just be tired? Uh-uh. No. The fuck? Because you was up them three hours them nights because you was depressed. In the past forty eight <laughs> hours, in the past forty eight hours, I've slept six hours. That's why today when I got home, I went straight to bed. Not because I'm depressed, because I'm tired as fuck. Makes sense. That's it. But you didn't know that because you didn't ask these questions. You heard one statement and you came to your conclusion. You, which, which is, which now I can't even change your mind about it. No, of course. Because not. you're at your conclusion. You know that you're right. You know why you know that you're right? Because WebMD and Google and you following these people on, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and Vero and Tinder and Bumble and Grinder and whatever the fuck you following <laughs> yeah. people on has given you this PhD in diagnosing the depression that's in me. Oh man, a PhD! Wow, I'm tired of these people. Bro. I, I I've been God, tired of them. I man. swear, I've been tired of them. That's why we're here to talk about how tired we are of these people. I hope, I hope, I hope the next generation. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna put these on. I, I can't even say I'm gonna put these on tape. Nobody got cassette players anymore. I'm gonna make sure that I leave. I leave these to my my nieces and nephews right now. Cause I ain't got no kids, just so they can go back and see how crazy Uncle Jay was. But hopefully they'll be able to listen and say he was right about some shit too. Man, some shit, not everything. Cause you gonna you know hit or miss. I mean, I, don't know. I can't be right about it all. No, of course not. I, I'm I'm not here to be perfect. I'm just here to be Jay. Hey man, I like that. That's it. And that you that's, should, that's advice that you give other people. You know, you're not here to be that whatever you're, you're you're here to be that just 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 to be you i like that you man Shit, you are on a roll today sir <laughs> i like that see that last episode let me take a pause real quick okay clear my throat <clears> throat> last episode i really feel like it was definitely the need to be show which was fine which is fine um I, I definitely i definitely think that you know when i'm when i heard the last episode i was like Jay is definitely holding back because there were moments in the show where I was like, he could have corrected that and he didn't. You think I was holding back or do you think I was dying? Because I was literally there dying. With the death that was inside of you, that makes sense. I think I think that was a perfect example of you just not having time for the bullshit. And I <laughs> feel like that's a good way to be sometimes. Especially when you're in a situation that you're in. You were... You were you were going against two different perspectives, a female and a male perspective, and a lot of times it can get heated. And you did a very good job at not getting it to that point, because there was moments where you definitely could have got there. It was t- I didn't have the energy. Didn't have. We should. Have always, it should always be like that. We, because at the end of the day, what, what was it gonna do? Nothing. You know, you were just gonna die. It was gonna be the death was gonna feel even more, even worse. Even worse. I didn't have it. I was thinking at my sharpest speed. I didn't have the energy to fight back. She would. She would just been in there beating me to to yeah. the blitz. She was up. She was snappy. She giving herself nicknames and everything. I'm say like, say Nita B, Nita Too Real, Nita Fajita came to do her she motherfucking came, she job. Came to <laughs> she came she to podcast. She came to podcast. She was a very good substitute, <laughs> and um, not even a substitute. Just you know, she she filled in well, whatever. But yeah, she filled in for well. Yeah, wow, I like that. <laughs> I love puns. Um, but no, okay, back to the point here. Back to the point here. Talk about depression. Yeah. I also think. 
when I think about depression, a lot of times that leads to binge eating and alcoholism. And I was sitting there thinking about how another thing that this beautiful overhyped machine social media has done over the past few years is definitely overhyped alcohol. Alcohol and hookah. Okay. For sure. T- because not crawfish? I- <sighs> oh. You had to go there. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to keep up. This show, this show episode. I'm just trying to keep up, B. Man, man, I'm man. just trying to keep up. Do people really like crawfish? They have to. They have to. And are they convinced that they like crawfish? Oh, just saying. Because we talk about this all the time. Everybody knows that I'm an avid crawfish hater, <laughs> and I'm not even really a big seafood fan to begin with, but. At the end of the day, <laughs> in the beginning, I definitely all points in between. <laughs> I, exactly, I definitely feel that it is so. I'm in the South right now, ladies and gentlemen. Just in case you didn't know that, very, very, very much of the South, Houston, Texas, and we're not far from bays and oceans and creeks and shit where they, <laughs> wherever they get the fucking crawfish from. Um, it's big out here. It's very, it's very much tradition out here. And that, to me, is the old school way of overhyping things. Tradition. Because your grandma did it, your great-grandma did it, your great-great-grandma did it. So guess what? In your family tradition, it's overhyped. So guess what? You just go with the flow. Right. You don't really, it doesn't really bother you because it's like, well, I don't think crawfish is that great, but it ain't disgusting. So I'm going to just eat it because it's a part of the culture. Bro, like, nobody had to tell me that wings were good. Nobody. I discovered that. But then they could argue that that's American tradition as well. I mean, you see how well it does on a Super Bowl Sunday. That's like the number one order thing. Bro, wings should do well every Sunday. They really should. And Monday. Yeah. And Tuesday. And Wednesday. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. But I mean, hey, every place has their cultures. I mean, some people like to eat with the big pig in the table, on the table with their oh, apple in yeah. his mouth. Yeah. Don't know what the fuck that means. But it, means it means it might be Hawaii. Bacon is bacon. Pacific Islander. I do love bacon. I haven't had, I haven't had pork in a while. Really? Yeah, it's just it's just it's, I'm just just took it out of my diet. I really should cut back. What's the last thing you had that was bacon or pig? I mean, I had bacon this morning. Oh wow. Yeah, bacon, bacon, little egg, biscuits. You know. Okay. So you just not vegan at all? <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. No, no. What the fuck? Vegan. Vegan. Speaking of vegan, <laughs> speaking of overhype, what's the big deal with all the vegans? <laughs> I mean, shit. one day you go to sleep and the next day you wake up and everybody's a vegan. That's literally what happened. <laughs> that is literally what happened. And like, people cannot convince me that they didn't know what being a vegetarian was ten years ago. You all you to. did, you all you to. did was go a little bit more extreme with it, because that's all a vegan is. And is it? If they're an extreme vegetarian, <laughs> extreme vegetarian, that's all. They get to the point where, oh, I don't want to kill animals. Matter of fact, I don't want to kill anything that can think. That's basically damn near. You, I don't want to kill anything that can think or eat anything that can think. That's basically what they're doing. But let me tell you one thing. I'm gonna sit you in the room with this anaconda, and this anaconda can think, and he thinking about eating your ass. He, especially once that fight or flight come on, it's a wrap for you. Yeah. You in that motherfucker playing with these crocodiles. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. He going to get hungry. Go ahead. Yeah. And he going to eat you. Y'all come, y'all come to an agreement and exactly. let me know how it go. Room full of possums, huh? You ain't finna shoot any of them. You going to hug them all. Make sure that they just, you know, polite. They ain't going to bite you. You're going to die. 
She's letting you know that you go die. And I'm I'm all for the arguments on both sides, to be honest with you. Like, oh, the torture and all that. Okay. If if they happen to get a pig and they because basically what vegans don't realize and what people don't realize in general is I laughed at something today. <laughs> I forgot what it said. The dude was like, uh, I pretty much eat the same thing every day, but ain't no new animals came out yet. So oh, I see. That. It is what it is. And I was just like, bro, the direction that this world is going in right now, they finna start making shit up. You gonna have a fucking goat and a pig. They gonna breed a goat and a pig. They gonna grow it. They gonna it's gonna grow, and they gonna slaughter it for you, for you to eat. Bro, and uh, guess what? Hold on. I'm go stopping. ahead. Go ahead. Go and, finish. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is to say. <clears throat> When they breathe this thing, this thing is not, it's not real. It's not, it's not really even an animal. It's not a human. So therefore, if I'm genetically modifying it, you're not going to be able to say that it's really animal cruelty, right? This thing is not real. I'm, I'm, I'm growing it like it's a plant. What, what, is, what is that? They say it's not real fish, tilapia? Yeah, exactly. So, which I don't really, I don't, like I said, seafood is not really my, I'm not, it's not my area of expertise. But if I'm growing something, and I kill it for you. To, well, I not kill it, but I, I, I grow it. And it's the purpose of me growing this is for food. Vegans will eat it. Correct? Correct. Because there are there are vegan barbecue restaurants. Mm-hmm. I do not know how that works. But I'm <laughs> guessing that uh, they get maybe some type of um, some type of formula they may make to where they can replicate the taste of a barbecue rib. Of meat. What? I'm not eating meat, but I'm eating something that tastes like meat. Do you know how insane that sounds? <laughs> I'm telling, I'm telling you what I know, man. I'm telling you what I know. Overhype, dude. The only good argument I've really, honestly respected is the fact that I know that the food in the past 20 years has changed due to steroids and shit. Because I look at kids now. You know, they're a whole lot bigger. They're a whole that lot of it's funny, man. They may not be tall, but they're definitely thicker. Mm-hmm. And that goes to show because I was raised on mostly grains and protein and stuff, and I've always pretty much been slim. To, to, to me, uh, um, a pork chop, rice, and corn was a meal. For like, sure, there was there was a meat, there was a vegetable, there was a starch. Growing up, yeah, that's yeah. definitely how it was. And a lot of my homeboys when I was growing up, it's either you was fat, you was lanky. Yeah, there was really no in between. You know, niggas start you know getting muscular maybe like in tenth and eleventh grade, but you got cats on steroids in the eighth grade. My son even told me, cats steroid up in eighth grade, pushing two twenty five, eighth grade, seventh grade because steroids and just steroids in the food in general are just so vastly available to the public. That's a big issue within the past twenty years that people aren't really addressing. People are worried about. There's a health concern for for people out there, for especially kids, because kids are the future. But at the same time, I mean, I don't really even think going vegan is the answer. Bro, what kills me is that they's like, like you mentioned earlier, oh, it's the whole slaughter of it and everything. And it's like, well, me personally, I don't want the meat that I'm eating dying of natural causes. I want you to kill my animal in its prime. I want the LeBron James of cattle slaughtered. In their prime. Because this one that died from natural causes, I don't know how, how that meat's going to be. But when this one was, when this when you looked at this, it was like, oh, yeah, he's ripe. He's ready. That's the one I want. You're a psychopath. I might be. <laughs> I don't fuck with you. I might be. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, there's, there's research behind that. 
there are research behind. I mean, you can go in the store and get ground turkey or ground beef or whatever for a pound or whatever for like a dollar ninety nine. But then you want this grass fed hormone free uh, ground beef. It's eight ninety nine or you know damn near ten bucks. It, it, that, it took a lot more care to raise took, this one. That's that's the issue. So if if I, if you're saying that, then this dollar ninety nine meat that I'm eating is possibly tainted, like you're saying. If it probably if this dollar ninety nine meat probably died of natural causes. Just saying, and you're like, oh, this because I've seen them discard of, you know, pigs that were sick, mm-hmm. and they it's it's pretty fucked up. Don't you know it's pretty fucked up? Still ain't gonna convince me to not eat meat. Like I said, I don't. <laughs> I, I just acknowledge the, the, the fucked upness of the situation. Yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is in a sense. But um, I just I I, I commend vegans due to the fact that some of them are thinking for themselves. I definitely think a lot of it is overhype driven, just because. They got information, and with them being not all that intelligent sometimes, you can feed them anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody went vegan for like three weeks after that one uh, thing came out. What what was it? What the, what what the, the hell? hell? Everybody went vegan for like three weeks. Time and passed. They, and then they realized that, you know, some people's bodies don't click well when it comes to that type of transition to eating only vegan. You know, some people's some people mentally can't handle that type of change. At the age that they're at, mm-hmm. it'll probably be easier for a fifteen or sixteen year old to go vegan because they haven't been consuming meat for so long. They don't have that bloodlust like us that's been eating for twenty five plus years. Because that's kind of what it is yeah. to not want to give up meat. It's it's a it's a sort of bloodlust too. You're like a fucking vampire. Yeah, it's it's, it's not about oh you're addicted to meat. It's yeah. just that you're just you know you definitely your 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 teeth may not have like because it's an argument that we're you know like carnivores or omnivores or whatever like that. Uh, about our teeth being completely flat. Uh, guess what? Um, if I bite you hard enough, I'm gonna tear your flesh. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. It's about the pressure I got in my jaw. Basically, I think a giraffe fuck you up too. If you want to. <laughs> wanted to. Hey, that motherfucker's huge. <laughs> so the, the arguments are just sometimes retarded. I'm like, like really. You see giraffe teeth. Have you seen no, a horse? I've seen giraffe. <laughs> Have you seen a horse team? I've seen horse team. They will fuck you up. Oh yeah. Do you want to get bit by a horse, sir? No. I you know why you don't want to get anything. bit by a horse? Because of the size of the fucking jaw. <laughs> if that bitch opens up and comes down, you're fucked. Take take all the teeth out of a crocodile. Put your hand inside a crocodile's mouth. You're probably still gonna come off with no with no arm. He's gonna he's gonna lock that, that arm and he's gonna hit mo- you with that death roll. Bruh. It's gonna be a wrap. The snap is a motherfucker, man. You think babies around here with no teeth give a damn about trying to eat some meat? They still trying to eat the meat. They gonna, they gonna yump, yump, yump that shit to death until they actually get something out of it. Like, the teeth argument is trash. Yeah. Come on. But anyways, overhype, overthinking, we've covered those. I really don't think we need to go any deeper into that. If you have any thoughts on overhype and overthinking, it is what it is. But I guess to an extent, I mean, I could still use overhype as I segue into orgasms. Okay. Um, over the past couple of weeks, uh, the week that I was not here, I was uh, and for everybody to, that wanted to know where I was, you gotta tell them shit. <laughs> I don't, but the, the the team, my son's basketball team, they the the coach had a situation. It was crazy because on uh, on the freeway out here that night, I want to say like, a car flipped over or some shit, and like he was gonna be like an hour late to practice. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to you know go and open up the gym, and I stayed with them. For a while, that's why I was like, "Fuck it." It just, I, I, the show needed to go on, and he told me at a good enough time for me to be able to adjust. But it is what it is. But yeah, fuck y'all. I, I really didn't have to say <laughs> that. I just, you know, I just feel, you know, out of respect, you know, you know, if if you miss me, 
if you miss me. That was nice. Lisa had a respect. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, that's cool. But uh, orgasms. Yeah. I was reading about um how we respond to sex, and um I I saw a book called Fuckology. And um, I, th- I believe I posted it on Instagram. Uh, it's by it's by this uh, Doctor John Money. Um, he was a sick fuck. He was he was, he was sick. <laughs> to put it plain, yeah, he was a sick twisted fuck. Um, I told people to Google the name. I damn near forgot the name. I, this the study is so fucked up because basically what he did was he he proved to you that when you're born, you can be convinced that you're anything, but me- that's mentally. Biologically, you're only two things. You're either male or a woman. Okay. Society, society, the society. Right, be careful. Be careful. Fuck tread that. lightly. Fuck tread that. lightly. Listen, <laughs> I'm definitely finna tread on this bitch like I got steel toe boots on. <laughs> Fuck that. It's two genders. We know this already. Okay. You said it on okay. the you said it on the Earth People show. You I, said I, it a couple times. I did times. say that. I did say that. Two genders biologically. Societal con- the societal construct argues that and they argue it very well due to the fact that you're right I, I there may only be two genders but I can think I'm multiple genders I can think I'm anything if I'm convinced from the age of you know from birth that I'm a, a kangaroo guess what's gonna happen throughout life I'm gonna hop around like a fucking kangaroo I'm gonna do kangaroo things <laughs> because kangaroo things. because when I'm when I'm young and I, my <clears throat> mind is being molded and my mind is being shaped by whoever's raising me, that's pretty much how I'm going to be brought up. So what he did was he experimented on these two twins. I said mm-hmm. two twins. <laughs> these two dumb. twins? That is that four? Twins. Is that four? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. He experimented on these twins. And basically, if I'm not mistaken, he convinced one of them that they were a girl and the other one, you know, he just let it be a boy. He, with this, he, society, boy is blue, girl is pink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Girl has long hair. Boy has short hair. You know, boy plays with animals and action figures. Girl plays with dolls. Barbie dolls, makeup, cooking things. Mm-hmm. That's also that's all the societal construct. So that has nothing to do with biology. Nothing. Because I know plenty of girls out there that grew up tomboys even, but they still wanted their vaginas to be penetrated. Just saying. So it's like. Day. You know, it, it, that doesn't really mean anything because a girl can act like a boy. See, like, you can't act white. You can't talk white, in my opinion. You can't act and talk white because you're either, you're either white or you're not. Right. You can't talk, act. Language doesn't belong to a race. Exactly. You, you know, when it's all said and done, <clears throat> I mean, if you're speaking English, that doesn't mean that you're an American. I'm just saying. It's true. There's a lot of people out there that speak English. So... That's another societal construct how p- black people are perceived. Because if you see a white person talking like fucking Bill Gates, you look at him like he's a high class white person, right? Yeah, but then, very, like he's very knowledgeable. But then he comes in, another guy comes in that bitch talking like the cable guy, that redneck cable guy. <laughs> You're looking at him like he's low class white guy. Uh-huh. It's all a societal construct. They're still white people, though. You know? So no matter what, if you're biologically born a boy, you know, I don't got to get into all the X and Y chromosome bullshit. You know what the fuck a boy is. And you know, what, <laughs> you know, the, you know what a girl is. is. Stop playing with me. Okay. So his bottom line money, he started, his point was to prove that, you know, he can shape the sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. But 
to get to the orgasm part, he basically he was basically one of the first doctors to really play with the ideals of sex and the feelings and all that shit. Because the, the little boy was raped, basically. Like, he did things to the little boy. Yeah, the little boy was raped. Like, Wait, what? For study. For study Wait, purposes. <clears throat> the nigga was a pedophile. Wow. Yeah. and, and this, it, this just really took a turn. Oh, yeah. That's why I was, this is the last 10, 15 minutes of the show I brought this up. I didn't want to turn <laughs> get, people away. Had to get real dark <laughs> yeah, at the end, yeah, huh? Definitely. Um, Makes sense. This is fucked up. But um, as I start digging deeper into the shit, you know, and he starts talking about the sensations and, the, and orgasms and stuff, I start reading more into the fact that the importance of orgasms, too. Mm-hmm. The importance of sex in society. I mean, people always talk about fight or flight, but... I mean, the, the the that's more mental, but and people always talk about gratification and all that stuff. So 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 basically, what I'm saying is, I really feel and, and as I read more into it, and it wasn't just Doctor John Money; it was another it was another person I read that another I read pedophile? into, huh? Another pedophile? No, no, this person was. I think she's on the doc. She's on the show, The Doctors. She talks about sex a lot. She's a sexologist. Okay. But um, because I as I was reading about that, links took me to her. Cause I was looking into orgasms and stuff, but she basically argues that it's it's important for a woman to have two hundred orgasms a year. Okay. And it's almost like it's more than important for a woman to have those two hundred orgasms a year because of the things that it does to the skin, the things that it does to the psyche, and just overall health. Period. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was funny because, and not to shoot slugs at women, but. It's almost like I used to try to deny it, but it's starting to get to the point where as you get older, you can definitely look at people that aren't having occasional sex. And you can tell. It's quite sad. You can look and tell or you can talk to them. You can tell. talk to them. Tell. You can talk to and tell. Like, you can talk. Say, boo, you. You definitely need to. You need. If you're in the vaginas, that's your thing. You need you're a release. Penis, you need a release. You need a release. And that's basically like, I feel like I would have thought. That you, you, people tend to look at it like, oh, if you're chasing orgasm, then you're a whore. And it's like, I don't really see it like that because, I mean, obviously, you want to find a partner that you feel comfortable with that can give you that release. Because 200 orgasms a year may be impossible, but to have sex once a week is actually, it has its health benefits. And I don't got to go into it all deep, but if, you don't, if you're with somebody and you're not the type of person that is like, you know, in the gym a lot. Or you're not, how do I say this? You're not in the gym a lot, and you're not that release that you talked about. You're not seeing that release consistently. Mm-hmm. That can cause a lot of problems in a relationship. That that can make a relationship unhealthy. And a, and a lot of people don't realize it. Like I was telling my homegirl the other day, like men definitely have like a PMS type symptom that they go through when their hormones are acting up. And a lot of times that shit comes from not having a release. And, and even with that, that not having sex, it starts messing with your psyche. It's like, you know, I'm in this relationship, but we're not sleeping together. And what are does you, that do? Are you attracted to me? Exactly. Makes See? you what overthink. Are you still attracted to me? Are you fucking somebody else? Is that why you don't want to fuck me? Like, like what is it? Mm-hmm. And like, even in the, that Chris Rock uh, special we referenced, you know, you should be coming and going in relationships. You should be fucking and going places. Ain't no point in you being at the house and not having sex. Ain't no point in it at all. 
Like, what are you in this relationship for if you're not enjoying, you know, experiencing things with this person or sleeping with this person? Now, granted, y'all might find a Netflix series y'all want to binge. You know, the weather's bad. You, you know, end up staying at the house. But you should be coming and going on the regular. Speaking of Netflix, series of unfortunate events came okay. out Friday. I think I'm gonna go home and uh, binge that till two o'clock in the morning. But no, on the series though, I All love right. that show. So, so if you go binge that till two o'clock in the morning, you tell me you know you're a little tired and you didn't want to get up tomorrow. Depression. Gonna, depression. Okay, of course. Cool. Okay, but no, no. Seriously though, I want to say that if you're in a relationship, like you said, you're not coming and going often. That's an, that show. That's another sign of of overhype because I feel like if you're in a relationship and those things aren't happening. You probably were overhyped into being a, into a, in a relationship anyway. Just saying, because I know people, i.e., me, that have more sex single than in relationships. Just being one hundred, <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. It, it, it makes no sense at all. I'm in a relationship for three years, and I can count how many times on my head I had sex. But then I'm wow! Single. <laughs> Just saying, and then I'm single all of a sudden, like couple times a week or once a week. <laughs> Whatever I get ready to. Yeah. I mean, it could be. Maybe it was poor lack of communication on my end. But come on, like, I'm not entitled to sex? Of course not. You no, know? of course not. But at the end of the day, shit, if I put a ring on your finger, I'm not entitled to sex either. No. I'm not entitled to your body. But this is the thing with me, though. There aren't a lot of things for men and women to do together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we only going to talk so much. It's only so much on Netflix. We, <laughs> There's not a lot. What outside of talking about and another thing? Uh, uh, words of advice is coming, but my words of advice, and I'm gonna tie into what I'm saying is, when you're talking to women, talk to women like they're human. Meaning, <laughs> wait, like they're human, <laughs> like because they fucking are human. And I think people, men especially, have a tendency to talk to women like they're just that social construct of a woman. Oh, she only wants to talk about work and. And, and getting her hairs done and, and girls night with her friends. No, she wants to talk about politics and hip hop too. She might even want to talk sports. Yeah, you know, and and, and that's and my word of advice is talk to them like the humans they are. Like, you know, and but at the end of the day, that's conversation, that's talking. Yeah. And the thing about being heterosexual, and from my point of view, is when I'm talking to a woman, once I get past the point of conversations, we're either conversing. Or we if we have if we share similar hobbies, those things take place. There's two things, and then we're men and women, man and woman biologically. So um, let's let's biologically make this work. I mean, I'll at, just say at the end of the day, you're talking to her because you want to sleep with her. It's a sexual attraction. That's why. At I, the end of the day, so therefore. You might sit up there and say anything that you can to sleep with her. Of course. But if you're trying to turn this into something, you need to find out something about this woman. <laughs> if, if, a, if, if a person, if a woman tells you, if I'm telling, I'm calling them all out, Jay. You ready for this? All Jay of them? doesn't. The things that are said on this show aren't always supported by Mr. Jay. So don't worry about it. If you got something to say, look text at, me. Look, if I start getting real quiet, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let me tell you something. If a woman tells you, that if you're sitting there with a woman and she's you, you've been dealing with her on a certain level for so long, and this is like I said, shoot me down if you want. But if you've been dealing with this woman for so long and there is there is the slightest bit of sexual attraction there, 
there's gonna be moments, multiple moments, where she's thinking about fucking you just as much as you think about fucking her. Women think about sex just as much as us. Why yeah. do not? Why do people not understand? Maybe this? even more. They're more. I mean, you can't say this anymore. But at the end of the day, they're more hormone driven than us. But the reason I say you can't say this anymore is because it's a lot of soy boys out there. Estrogen levels. <laughs> soy boys. Estrogen levels are getting pretty high. Back out there. to the soy boys. Man, the estrogen levels are increased are super high right now. So you're dealing. Women are dealing with a lot of men. Women. You know, I, I, I can't. Women. I can't say that they transgender, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of soft dudes out there right now. So therefore, you probably are in a situation. I've always, I grew up in, a, I grew up in a culture where this is not right, but I grew up in a culture where men and women weren't friends. You know, we, you know where we come from. Like in the '90s, in the '80s, like men and women weren't friends on a level unless it was, it was a sexual thing involved. And a lot of women, from what I've seen with my own eyes, a lot of women ain't really relate or not really fucking with a lot of dudes that they don't really find attractive. A lot of women don't even fuck with people that they don't find attractive on the same level as them. Like, you see women all the time bragging about my whole squad bad. You know what I'm saying? Look at all us bad bitches and stuff like that. Because that's what society does. I mean, the, 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 I always say, is universal attraction real? But you know it's real when you follow somebody that literally has no talent and they have 15 million followers just based off the fact that they're pretty. Yeah, that's so it. So universal attraction is real. Because when you see, when a woman sees somebody that's attractive and a man sees somebody that's attractive, everybody click and like. Mm-hmm. Because they know that person's attractive. Everybody, everybody to an extent is shallow. Everybody to an extent has similar tastes. Everybody might have a different preference because you already know your preference and who you date is based off your level of self-esteem. Right. You know, and I was... I know a lot of women out there, they hate the fact that men get rich, black men specifically, get rich, and then they date outside their race. Mm-hmm. You got to understand something. that You being black, dating black women, <laughs> that's a comfort zone in your level of self-esteem. Just saying. Not saying that black women are low quality, but I'm comfortable around black women. My mom's black, blah, blah, this and that. But then you get rich. Guess what happens? Your ego inflates. Your self-esteem rises. I can date anybody now. And your exposure changes. Exactly. I, I I wasn't able to go to Brazil at 19. Because I was poor. <laughs> I'm in Brazil at 30 because I'm a fucking millionaire basketball player. I see this Brazilian model I like. I'm going to ask on a date. You know why I have the balls to ask on a date? No, it's not looking courage. I got money now. <laughs> I got rich. money now. I'm rich, bitch. I'm not asking you on a date and we going to Cheddar's. No. I'm asking you on a date. I'm taking you to the best restaurant out here. Yeah, right. I'm finna go in there and get one of those LeBron cows. <laughs> you finna chop it up. Or, or, I'm, or I'm finna get this Kobe Bryant beef. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you. They don't understand. But then again, nowadays, if I'm fucking with a bad chick that's a model, I gotta go to the vegan restaurant because... She's a fucking psychopath. And, and make sure there's no gluten in the whole building. Uh, Not no, even just in, in her meal. In the whole no gluten building. in that motherfucking non-GMO. I can't afford them. I can't afford them. Guess I, what? I can't afford non-GMO. I need everything I have to have GMO. Listen, in. listen, listen. <laughs> I can't afford a rich Brazilian model. So guess what? I'm going to go with what I can afford. Because we live in a society where relationships are cheap. No, they're not. They're not. Look at your bank account when you're single and look at your bank account when you're in a relationship. It's completely say that, different. Say that again, brother. Completely different. The I could go buy I go buy meals for that'll last me for three days. I go on one day, that might be what I eat in a whole week. Listen to me, brother. The single life is the life. That's what you say. 
let me yeah, let me let, let me not overhype that up. That's not right. <laughs> that ain't right. Cause I got to I told my homie the other day like she she has a she has a relationship personality. You mm-hmm. have a relationship personality. Definitely, I'm a I'm a relationship guy. Christian too real has a relationship personality. Need to be I can I don't know her well enough to tell, but she kind of has a single personality. I I can tell her she's in, she enjoys life. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people are just better off single, and I tell people all the time it's good to recognize that. Sooner or later, that way you're not just out there just fucking up the market. Take yourself off the market if you want to be a single thought and whore. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, wow. Males are thoughts and whores, too. But I'm just saying, if you want to be a single person casually having sex all over the place, even though I don't really truly think casual sex is something that should be highly embraced, but if that's what you do and that's the lifestyle you have, I'm not obligated to, you know, to accept it. But the truth is, I mean, people do have casual sex out there. And if that's your lifestyle... Do that mm-hmm. and get yourself off the market of people that are actually trying to build something with people. It's not right. Yeah, you're just like I understand Kim. There, there is a there is a market for the casual sexer. Exactly. Let these relationship people be with the re- market of relationship people. It's called Tinder, from what I've been told. I'm just saying. From what I've been told, and and then then some people try to tell me that Tinder isn't just for hookups, and I'm like. Well, I don't know. I've, I I've never out. been out there on Tinder like that because, uh, first of all, I only take like one good picture every two years. Ooh. And so they need a lot of good pictures, and I'm just not that photogenic of a person. Bottom line. Bottom they might line. they might label. I, I also learned about body dysmorphia, too. They might label people like me and you as people that have body dysmorphia just based off the fact that we're not obsessed with taking selfies or pictures of ourselves. I mean, I take pictures in the gym sometimes, but I'm not the biggest fan of just showing off my face. And they, they try to say that. It's a probably something in the back of your mind lingering, saying that you're not that you don't you don't find yourself that attractive. Uh, I just don't really think I'm that vain. There's at, no at, there, at the end know, of the day. Just, I'm not I'm not sitting here, you know, contemplating wearing a paper bag over my face. Exactly. You yeah. forget this ugly face. You forget twenty four seven if you know me in person. I just don't think it's a need for me to broadcast my ugly or beautiful face to the I don't, world. I don't need to take the same selfie from the same angle because I'm the same. Every day, body wise, my body hasn't changed a lot in the last two years. But you know, my face has definitely been the same for about five or six. Easily, beard hasn't <laughs> beard hasn't really gotten all that much bigger. Say, I wear a hat a lot now, even though I have full head of hair. I'm pretty sure the bald headed people hate me. <laughs> it's probably like a person that wears fake glasses and they have perfect vision. Don't know who would do that, but. <laughs> Bro, I grew the hair out, and that's what nine months in now. So other than that, same OG, same OG. Well, Jay in this matter, but Jay. but yeah, man. Um, overhype, overthinking, orgasms. I think those are three topics that we're always gonna talk about as the year goes on. I mean, we're going into the. We're, this is the second quarter of the year. Already, we are. We here the first day. Yeah, hit the ground running. Hit the ground running, man, and um. We're going to get more focused. We haven't been as focused as we wanted to be, but um, that's just due to the fact that we have lives. Life happens. And this is, I don't plan on stopping anytime soon, so whatever I decide to do, I'm going to do. We're going to do. Like, YouTube is on now, Mm -hmm. and, you know, if if we, if, is Chris going to post the fucking video? (sighs) You know how long we waited on those goddamn pictures. He's an overthinker, isn't he? He needs to just fucking get the shit going. He took look, I did what I was supposed to do. Yeah, showed up. I showed up, and then he was like, send me the audio. I sent him the audio. 
Oh, okay, okay. So you can just match it up. Yeah. He ain't gonna have y'all out there like Japanese people. I hope he does. Ooh. I want to be too naughty in this bitch. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what Lips he's gonna do. Off, I don't know what he's gonna do, but I sent him the audio like he told me to. So you know, Chris, when you listen to this tomorrow, we're talking about you. Yes, Christian, too real from the South Side, <laughs> Shepherd, Texas, in his biatch, <laughs> represent. I was thinking about something else that y'all said, man, on that last episode, and I, it was funny, like. Like I don't know a lot of people. Like I know I I I I have I associate with plenty of people. I mean, as a Houstonian, it's a pretty small world. Mm-hmm. It feels like it. But when I really think about people that are like really my friends, genuine friends, I don't have any married friends, except probably Chris and me. I don't know Chris like that. And it's really hard for me to say that I can even say Chris is a friend of mine that I would consider a married friend because I don't know his wife. Yeah. So it's like when I hear people say that, you know, I have plenty of friends that are married, but I'm like. Do you like, like? I understand. Like, if my best friend got married, it's a good chance I'm gonna know their wife. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you've I had, you've had interactions, you know, and conversations. So, exactly. So like, I really see that. I'm like, okay, these are married people, but like, I know shit. My supervisor's married, but what does that mean? Like, I don't really get that genuine interaction from married people because I really don't have a lot of married friends, if any. I think Chris probably comes the closest, mm-hmm. and I mean, even the air, like, I don't know his wife like that. You know, so like. Yeah, he's he's a married guy, but I don't really get that full spectrum of how it is to deal with married people, because I, I, most of my friends are single. Right. So I was real shocked to hear that y'all said what y'all was saying. I'm like, damn, y'all really got that many married friends? I really don't. Right. A lot of my friends are maybe in relationships. They got baby mamas, but like yeah, married, yeah. nah. Hmm. Just saying. But I I see in the next couple of years I, I do see myself going to more weddings, but that's that, not your own. Not my own, and I'm still not close to the wives. So <laughs> it's like, am I ever going to get that full spectrum? Shit, if you were to get married, or if uh, J. Mark or Trey to get get married, because I know I know their girls, mm-hmm. you know. But anyways, no, you're invited to my wedding, sir. I, I might uh, not show up though, just so you know. Just so you I know, might have, we might have to podcast during my wedding. I like that. I like that. My wife ain't gonna like that. <laughs> That'll be self sabotage and it's fine. And it's finest. You just gonna fuck up the whole rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking with me. They ain't gonna get you nowhere. Yeah. Well, true. at your wedding podcasting, <clears throat> think about true. the type of shit I'm gonna say. Yeah. I'm right. definitely gonna ask you if you really wanna do this. And that's not the type of question you wanna hear on your wedding day. <laughs> that's, that's not the type of question my wife wanna hear you <laughs> no, asking me. And what's gonna stop me from saying it? I'd be sober as a joker. I know. Yeah, maybe you're not invited. I'm just I'm trying to help maybe, you out, bro. Maybe you're not invited. Hey, trust me. But anyways. I'm invite Frank Castle though. <sighs> Frank Castle needs to rest. <laughs> Frank Castle needs to rest and, and Tom Holland needs to stay away from my Daredevil. Because Daredevil is too great for Tom Holland. Hey. I'm sorry, man. Hey. I don't need Tom Holland in Daredevil. I don't want Tom Holland in, in Deadpool. As close as Spider-Man and Deadpool are in comic books, I don't want Tom Holland anywhere near that. He's fucking corny. And he's annoying as fuck. I hate him. I don't know why. He ruined my favorite superhero. Ezra Miller did, too. My two favorite superheroes, Jay. The Flash and Spider-Man are garbage right now. I'm just going to let you go. Oh, man, I'm hurt. (laughs) I'm really hurt. And Ezra Miller is a great actor. Have you ever seen... um, Boogie Nights? Stop it. <laughs> I want to say his, uh, this is before we close out. This is another thing I found interesting. When it comes to mass shootings, a lot of, a lot of times people fail to realize that Hollywood embraces or romanticizes mass shootings because this is 
it's this movie called um, I Think We Should Talk to Kevin. And this was the first um, Ezra Miller movie I ever saw. But the unique thing about this, I'm going to go ahead and ruin it for y'all because y'all not going to watch it anyway. Y'all trash. But <laughs> he did a mass shooting with a bow and arrow. Wait, what? He walked into his cafeteria and killed a bunch of kids with a bow and arrow. So it only takes one person to get hit with a bow and arrow before I'm trying to bust. And that movie right there, I think for that reason, was never overhyped because it wasn't the narrative that Hollywood would actually want to push. Because they want you to think all mass shootings are done one way, one style. But this cat went into his fucking cafeteria at his school and killed people with a bow and arrow. And I think in a sense, that movie was made to say, it ain't the guns. It's the people. Yeah. And you can point out the fact that it's always, you want to say it's always a white person, but let's be 100, my black people. I know people personally that were killed for having their Jordan stepped on by other black people. So you want to talk about mass shootings? Let's talk about ignorant shootings of cats getting killed just because they don't wear the same color as you. Cats being killed because they scuffed your Jordans. You know what I'm saying? You like, looked come, at somebody wrong. Come on, bro. Or they thought you looked at them wrong. Niggas didn't got killed for that shit. For having it in Chicago, if you have your hat tilted the wrong way, you liable to get shot by a nigga with a gun that's 15 years old. And you talk about mass shootings that happen. Uh, they don't happen as often as you really want to believe they happen. No. Like, seriously? But niggas getting shot in the streets of Chicago? That shit is really happening. You know, that shit is fucked up. Lil Rock? Like St. Louis, motherfuckers is getting shot for dumb shit every day. I was watching the news the other day. You know, some cat tried to uh, rob a lady. He killed her. And when he, when he robbed her, she didn't have no money. It's like, bruh. You, more than likely, I mean, I don't know what race that person was. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Hispanic or a black person. I mean, because that's, that's the norm for us. We, we celebrated. Mm -hmm. Some of our biggest movies in the 90s were celebrated. And that was the narrative in the movie. But then we talk about mass shootings and it's only a white person. Who gives a fuck? America, needs, America needs help. Lives were lost. Exactly. But anyways, what's your, what's your third third tier words of advice? Make sure I get the pianos in and everything. But oh my God. He remembered, ladies and gentlemen. He in remembers. In ways. Um, what was my third? Oh, third tier words of advice. Make sure that when you're waiting for what you deserve, that you're aware that some of what you currently have is better than what you deserve. Can you say that again? So make sure when you're waiting for what you deserve, be aware that some of what you currently are receiving is better than you deserve. So a lot of people say, you know, I deserve better than, than this person and I deserve better than this job and I deserve better to be treated this way and, and this, that, and the other. Make sure that you're correct about that because you might be getting more than you deserve right now. Maybe you don't deserve this good person. Maybe you've set your standard this high and you're actually overshooting something because you're not returning that same energy. And then you finally do get what you quote unquote deserve and it's a whole lot worse than that person that you had. It's a whole lot worse than that situation that you had. It's a whole lot worse than that attention that you were getting. Hmm. Sounds like a grass is greener on the other side type of theory. Potentially, I like it. I like but at least you got grass. Boy, boy, they can't say that in some of the deserts in Southern California and Phoenix, I imagine, huh? Ain't no grass in their yard. She shout, just out, shout out to Arizona, though. <laughs> the whole state. <laughs> Not just Phoenix and Tucson and Santa Fe. 
Those are on the Arizona Mesa. cities I know. Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. That's it for me. I deal with those. <coughs> I deal with those places. Those were the only ones that I yeah. yeah. It's like knowing states. It's like knowing cities in South Dakota. Exactly. <laughs> 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 but uh, I'm going to just shout out to uh, YBO as always for giving us that shout out. Uh, Noise Pollution Podcast once again. Crystal Clear Podcast. Um, uh, the Crazy Town Podcast is always showing us a lot of love. Um, I know I'm gonna forget somebody because that's what I do. Glenn and her. Glenn and her for sure. They're actually making the comeback. They've been slacking. <laughs> They've been slacking. I think I want to say dudes in the military or something like that. They had he had to go away for like two months, but uh, dudes been they've been slacking. They have a pretty solid podcast. That's one thing I, I definitely would say about podcasts from from young black people is when I find diversity in the podcast, I definitely fuck with them. But I definitely do hear a lot of podcasts that sound the same. And not knocking anybody, but it's just like, if you're sitting there and you feel like your podcast sounds like other people's podcasts, then, you know, it's probably a good a good time to probably redirect or find better content. And by the way, that's my words of advice. Okay. Redirect, find better content? Redirect, find better content. Okay. I don't think it gets any... Oh, that's probably hard if you're stumbling. Oh, if you're tunnel vision and you got a type that you like and that type doesn't work right. I like that. I like that. Oh. Oh, damn, I think I just missed the phone call. Oh, it's been a hell of a day. Porn star. <laughs> <laughs> and with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?